Do you spend all of your time building and maintaining your business so that you achieve the success you envision? Do you feel frustrated, unfulfilled, and have a loss or disconnect from your creative flow? Are you a conscious leader that is ready for change when it comes to society's views on money, wealth, relationships, and what prosperity truly means? If so, you are in the right place. Welcome to the Provoking Prosperity Podcast. I am your host, Miranda Mitchell. I am a 2-4 manager who is here to empower and equip you to step out of the box of social norms, guide you into using your voice for inspiration and impact, and support you in finding what prosperity means for you so that you have the business and life that fulfills you. So grab that cup of coffee, get comfy, and get ready to hear the heartwarming and heart-wrenching personal stories, all things human design and jinkies, plus tangible practices that you can implement right now for your personal and business growth. Hello, beautiful souls. I'm coming on here today to share um, a little bit more in depth of the story of my evolution and growth. The reason I do that is because I truly feel, and I've said this before, that the reason I choose to do the work and to heal my own traumas, my own beliefs and limitations is not only for myself, but it's actually for the people that I support. Um, And I've actually worked on this a while because even getting out of my abusive marriage, I'm doing certain things for my own healing. I always emphasize that I did it for my kids and I did it so that they would not have a lot of these beliefs and limiting beliefs and traumas that I had because I truly feel like when I do my trauma work, it definitely supports my children and my family. But I also know my family is all of you. We are all connected. And I do it also so I can support those that are in resonance with me. I do the work so that I can support other people. And during my past life regression, I remember Daniel saying, well, yes, it's great for humanity and it's great for that, but, you know, it's for you too. And it's okay that it's for you. You don't have to constantly be evolving and learning and all of that for humanity. It's also for you and it's okay that you want to do it for you. And sometimes it's okay for you to say, I did this for myself. And when I think about that, you know, a lot of people, when I initially started healing, it was because of the fact that I did not feel whole. I felt like I was in pieces, like I didn't belong. I didn't know myself. I didn't love myself. Why was I here? That's why I started the healing work. And when I started connecting with that, It felt so good that I actually had a purpose, that I actually could start loving myself. And I got stuck. I got stuck in the healing. I got stuck in, oh my gosh, I need to heal. I need to do more until I, I, like, there's all this stuff that I felt like I had to heal from. But it's really a yes and. And I say this often. The yes and is like, it doesn't have to be deep and hard to heal. I don't have to constantly be healing so that I'm a better person. That's what it is. I don't have to constantly be healing so I'm a good, loving, better person. I'm already that. 
And I do it, and I'm, I'm tearing up here. I do it not because I have to be better, not because I want to prove myself, not because I have to find myself, not because I have so much stuff I want to release. I do it because I love to be able to become aware of certain patterns. I enjoy the process of diving deep into some of the suffering and coming out the other side. I love becoming aware of things that used to keep me stuck and cold and lonely and then recognize that and let it go. I actually enjoy the process. It's not because I have to do something to be better, to prove myself, to make impact. I'm going to, I'm already making impact and I'm doing that through the love of the journey. And, you know, as I go deeper into my human design chart, as I go deeper into my astrology aspects within my chart, As I go deeper into the gene keys and the DNA and the cellular level of um, ancestral traumas and ancestral things I've brought with me, I totally enjoy the process and it really feels amazing to be able to do my own work. However, I don't I'm no longer at the place where I feel like I have to do the work. I'm no longer at the place where I need to better myself. I'm no longer at the place of if I have fun, I'm not healing, which is what I used to believe. I do it because it's part of my life. I do it because I know it's I'm here to make impact, but I'm not forcing myself to make impact. I'm here to help people really love themselves, to let go of their patterns to step into their voice without fear of what people say, to own who they are and to own their uniqueness. I am so sick of people trying to fit in. Oh my goodness. Like I've done it. I've done it. Although there was always a little edge to me. There was always a little edge. I was always a little different. I mean, I didn't even go into some of the things when I was younger that I would do to deliberately be different. But yet, When people retaliated about my difference, it hurt me, right? So it's like, how can we be different? And I ask this question with everything. How? It's not like trying to be different. It's more like authentic. How am I different? And how am I pretending I'm not different so that I fit in, so that people like me, so that I'm seen, so that people want to work with me? I mean, even that, you know, there's so many things there's that people talk about within the business world because they know a lot of people have a, have a scarcity on certain things. They want to be seen. Um, they want to work on money. They want to, I mean, there's so many things. So people will use that in a way to have people work with them. But what if we could just have connection and growth together and we get to work together in loving ourselves, putting ourselves out there and having a co-creation. I truly believe our energies come together when we work together. Um, 
I say this one and one equals three, and I know many people say it. My energy, your energy, and then the energy of when we're together, it's three different energies. And I feel honored and blessed to be able to work with every person I'm able to work with on that deep level. And as I'm going deeper into my things, it, it's, I used to not say I wanted to go deep because a lot of people don't want to go deep and that's okay. It's because they're not ready to go deep or maybe you don't know who you are yet and you can't go deep. It's not a judgment. There's just not a lot of people that want to go really deep and own their shadows. And maybe that's not fair to say. There are a lot of people. Maybe I just haven't come around the people. And maybe I haven't come around the people because I haven't voiced it. Because I felt like not everyone is wants to have those deep, deep conversations. Wants to go into the karmic release. Wants to do the heavy, heavy work. And... I'm sorry for that. For those of you that do love that, I'm really sorry I haven't brought that out into the world. It was because of fears that people didn't want to do that work. And I wanted to support people. I wanted to help people. And I didn't believe that there were people that really wanted to do that heaviness. You know, the heavy can be heavy, but when it comes, when you do that work and come out the other side, oh my goodness, it is so amazing. And that's why I'm talking about this today. I mentioned to you the the equine gestalt coaching and how I am in an apprenticeship in this. And I know I've shared some of it, so this might be repeating a few things, but I wanted to go in depth, in deeper detail, because this is really deep stuff that I was unaware of and I wasn't working on because I had thought I didn't need to. I had really done a lot of awareness and work on being able to keep myself calm, to keep myself safe, to keep myself secure, to keep myself grounded. And the reason I did that is because I didn't have that as a kid. I was not secure. We moved a lot. I was not safe, honestly. Um, I mean, I was safe, but I wasn't safe. It's uh, during this process of uh, equine gestalt, there was two aspects. And there's one thing that I never speak about um, in my healing. And the reason I never speak about it is because, well, if my family heard, then they would not be happy about it. And then I'm bringing everything out into the world and it's something we don't even speak about in the family. And if I do bring it up, people just ignore it. Um, they don't want to talk about it. So when I was at Equine Gestalt doing my coaching, I went up there and I sat there in that space. And uh, I, Melissa asked me, so what's coming up for you? And I beat around the bush. Oh, well, I don't know. There's so many things that's happened in my life. I don't know what's coming up for me. You know, I don't even know where to begin. And then all of a sudden I was like, okay, you know what? I'm going, I'm going there. I'm going there. And if my mom is listening or anyone that knows my mom, I love you very much, but you know what? This needs to be said. Um, I said, I'm going there. So I said, you know, it's about my mom. And they said, okay, so what is it about your mom? And I said, you know, 
as a as a as a young girl, I felt like I was not supported. I felt like I wasn't heard. I wasn't heard. And if I was heard, then I was ignored because she didn't want to deal with it. And you know what? Maybe she didn't want to deal with it because she had so many kids and didn't have the time to deal with it, which I get it. A lot of kids takes a lot of time, but it's because of that that these things happened. Um, There was an instance where... um, There was an instance where my, um, let's see, how can I say this? Where my boundaries were affected. And as a 12-year-old girl, when there is someone that is not biologically related to you, but related to you, that is having feelings that is not correct, especially when they're 20, they're 21 year old. I was 12 or even younger. Um, and they had feelings for me and the way that when it was responded through my mom and maybe my dad too, I don't even remember. Um, I remember she basically told me it was my fault because I was provoking things. So as a 12-year-old, I took on the responsibility of provoking um, sexual feelings from an adult. And that is not correct. Because of this, I did not feel safe. I did not feel heard. I did not feel valued. I felt ashamed. Something was wrong with me. I was the one that was provoking things. I was the one that was doing wrong. So I moved out at 14. And so I had this this feeling with my mother. She didn't support me. She didn't value me. She didn't listen to me. And honestly, she believed everybody else except for me. I was the one that was in the wrong at 12. So I moved out. And when I moved out, I then started provoking people in a sexual way. So I was flirtatious at 14. I was out doing my thing. And it was because of this experience, which created a lot of my life and my belief in myself. Now, moving on towards skipping through life, that is basically what happened in the beginning. I carried with that and I did a lot of healing and stuff with awareness through that. And then I found myself um, getting married to my husband, my ex-husband, and At this point in time, the reason I married him is because, first of all, my mom did not like him. So, of course, I'm going to do whatever she says differently because why would I believe and trust in her? I didn't trust in anything that she said. I didn't believe in her feelings and her emotions because she did not support me. So why would I trust her? But she said that she didn't like him. 
And within that marriage, the first on our, actually it was on our, our wedding day was the first time that he choked me. It was because I was using my voice and uh, he didn't like what I was saying. So he choked me. So I would have to stop talking. Now, this happened for six years. I was with him for six years. I don't know how many times I was choked. But during this time, like when I was moved out from my mom's and I lived on my own, I found my voice. I, I was able to like, okay, step into my voice, be more outspoken. I said how I felt. I had worked on that somehow, probably through all of the releasing because I would honestly that entire time I was drinking, I was doing drugs. I mean, it was not a good time in my life. So when I got married, he said that he would take care of me. And I had, remember, I was alone for since 14. I had been taking care of myself. I never had anyone take care of me. I didn't want to take care of myself anymore. I was so tired. At, you know, I was so tired of struggling, so tired of making ends meet, so tired of being by myself. And he said that he would take care of me. Of course he would take care of me because he wanted to control everything. So within that marriage for six years, anytime I used my voice, anytime I retaliated with whatever he said, he would choke me so that I would stop. There were many times that he choked me um, that I passed out. And then I would, there were actually people in the house. We were up in the room, I remember one time. And I would pass out and I would have to go downstairs and pretend everything's okay. And I did. I didn't say a word. I didn't say anything about what had happened. I kept everything quiet. I didn't share anything. Again, because who would believe me, right? Age 12, no one believed me. Everyone said it was my fault. So this is my fault, right? So keep everything quiet. Don't say anything because I was the one that provoked it. So this was my pattern. Until finally, um, my Saturn return came about, which is around 28. And I had my two boys at that time, and I realized, you know what? I do not want my kids to think this is normal. This is not normal. Um, I don't want them growing up to think this is normal because then they will do this in their lives. So I had to plan an entire year to get out of the relationship. And the reason I had to plan for the year was because he controlled everything. Um, I had to ask permission to to get money out, to get gas. I had to ask permission to get a job. There was even times that we would fight when he would not allow me to go to work and hope that I'd be fired. I'd have to ask um, permission to do anything. And I also had consequences. So if at any point in time I forgot to do something when he asked me, I would have consequences that I would have to come up for myself and have to make my own consequences. And I see the pattern here. I know this is what he had to do, deal with when he was a kid, so I see it now. 
But as a 23 year old having to do this to get to make my own consequences because I freaking forgot to turn on the water outside for the lawn when I was pregnant is ridiculous. I can't even believe I, I, I dealt with this. Um, so I would have to deal with my consequences. I'd have to make up with my consequences. I had to ask permission to get a full-time job. I had to really persuade him and manipulate the process so that I was safe. I was not safe in my own home. I was captive. I, I didn't, I wasn't allowed to do anything. I was only allowed to have certain friends that he approved of. And if anyone else said anything about the way that he treated me, I was no longer allowed to talk to them. I remember at one point in time, and he would control me with my children. Um, my youngest son was a baby at the time. And I don't even know what the fight was about, but he locked me out of the house. And it was freezing cold and it was raining. I had no place to go, no shoes on, I remember. And the door was open and he was sitting in the rocking chair with my youngest son, singing to him, your mom's such a bitch. Because <laughs> he knew that would get me. Because it was all about my children. So I had to plan to get out so that I could have my safety as well as my children's safety. So the reason I'm going into this is because when I did the coaching with Equine Gestalt, I mentioned before that I had really made it so that I could make sure that I was only stable and secure. But the thing is, is I had stuffed down my anger. I had always been afraid of my anger. And I have been told that when I get angry, it's scary. And so what I did is I, I would make sure that I have my quiet mornings. I would make sure that I, I would not get angry. I would make sure that I swallowed it down and I didn't express it. I wouldn't let it go. But the anger wasn't because I'm a bad person. The anger is because I have this anger inside of me from when I was a kid from not being heard or listened to or valued. And it carried me through my entire life. There was many times that I didn't value myself. I, I didn't believe in my value. I didn't trust that whatever I had to say meant anything. I would keep everything quiet because no one listened anyway. Everything was my fault. I was the one that was provoking things that it was all on me. So I was the one that had to make the change, which is very interesting because as I was saying this, I remember my mother saying, the world is not about you, but it's like, but you put it about me. You made it all about, about me because you wouldn't listen to me. I had to do everything myself. Ugh. So within this equine gestalt, I was able to let that out. Um, in a safe way. And although there's still things that are really coming up for me that are emotional, I know that there's still work to do. And I'm grateful for that. I guess I'm sharing this because, you know, I want to say anger comes from somewhere. And a lot of times... It's, I think we feel like it's our fault. Like we have to control our anger. But I'm wondering 
Is there something that you did not say or someone didn't listen to you when you were younger that you swallowed down this anger and then you made it about you? The anger is you. It's not about this experience. And I truly feel like it does need to be released. Um, I had thought so many years, oh, I can just control it through stillness and groundedness and all of that. But now I realize that it's in my cells. And even though... I have learned to control it. It is important to actually release it and to do that work. And that's what this modality of working with Gestalt and with the horses is giving me. So I wanted to share this with you because there are so many things that we hold in because we feel like it is wrong or it is scary or if it if we allow this anger to express itself, then it means something about ourselves. But through the release, you actually get to step into who you are. You get to heal yourself. You get to release all of those things that you keep inside you. So for example, when I am told that when I get angry, it's scary. It is because of the suppressed anger that I've had within me for so long. It's not because I am scary or I'm an angry person. It's because there's stuff that needs to be released. And it doesn't make me a bad person. It doesn't make you a bad person if there's anger. Anger is not something to be embarrassed about. Anger is not something to hold in. Anger is not something that defines you. It is how can you release this from you so that you can fully be who you truly are so that your body can release these feelings and emotions that have been stuck inside you because of certain experiences or things that have happened to you or for you. I wanted to share this story because first of all, it is vulnerable. There are some aspects that I have not shared about my mom. Um, I had touched upon it, but there was some real anger there. And I always thought I had to keep things quiet for, uh, I don't know, the family's sake or because honestly, you know what it is? It's because of it's my fault. Um, it was me. I was the one that was provoking it. So there was still this feeling that I needed to keep it quiet And if there's anything in your life that you can remember that you have kept quiet or just not said anything just to keep the peace, just recognize that. It doesn't mean go out and say something unless you want to, but there's work to be done there. Um, In Gestalt, it's called the unfinished business. It's the background. So having the awareness that there is work that can be done there It doesn't define you, although maybe you have created your life around it like I had with my voice, and there's no resentment for me personally of hoping and wishing and being upset that I have this life because I wouldn't be who I am today, which honestly, I feel like I'm here to share this, and if there is something that you're holding in, really having love for yourself, compassion for yourself with no judgment and letting it know that it's okay. 
it's okay. It doesn't mean anything about you unless you make it mean something about you. I want to thank you for listening. Thank you for being present. Thank you for listening to the podcast. I appreciate you. I love you. Till next time. My hope is that you walked away with something today that has opened your mind, your heart, or both. Listening to new perspectives not only help you grow and expand, but it helps humanity as a whole. So if you have someone that you feel would benefit from this podcast and you feel that you want to share, please do. Also, would love to connect with you on Instagram. So please follow me at Miranda J. Mitchell. One last thing, if this episode left you with any ahas and insights, take 30 seconds of your time and leave a review on Apple Podcasts. This is the only way I know you are loving the content and connection in this space. And if you want to know more or wondering how we can work together, please go to Miranda-Mitchell.com. Click on the contact in the menu and send me a message. Sending you all love. Till next time.